Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Geek Thyself, or I guess, Uh, well, yeah, it's still this week's episode, even though we're doing every other week. Yeah. This Fortnite's episode, mm-hmm. I will keep saying it. <laughs> All right, so uh, we are now in a little bit further of December. It's close to the the, 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 the day, if you celebrate it. <laughs> this episode should be coming out on December 23rd. Yeah, so uh, this will be our last one for the year, by that count. Which is crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yes, we took we took a little bit of time off because of COVID and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this year's so close to being over. Oh, it's so close. I know. I'm ready for 2020 uh, to be over. I've had enough of 2020 vision. Make it 2021. Seriously. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this episode, like you said, last episode, we're going to be doing a bit of a festive topic thing that we've done like for Halloween and all that kind of stuff, where mm-hmm. I'm going to do some stories uh, in the first half, uh, and then Heather will do some singing in the second half. Yep. Basically, uh, peek behind the curtain is we're recording an intro to the bits we haven't done yet, because we don't need to be together to record the stories. <laughs> Yes, this is so, true. And for anyone yeah. who's wondering, part of the reason that we're not trying to record a story together is that it's, in in our opinion, it's rather disjointed for us to like bounce back and forth paragraph to paragraph. Yes, uh, we, we tried that a couple of times. It, it, it works. Um, and yeah, but like, we're not really going to be discussing the stories too much. We're just covering them or we'll be discussing our bits Mm-hmm. So the back and forth is less needed on this one. And it also means we can spend a bit more time, you know, just hanging out in the festive period and doing our things on our own time, which really does help. Right. So Also that. <laughs> I think. So uh, is there anything you want to say while we're together for this last bit until, you know? Um, I would just say oh. I hope everyone has a great holiday season. Um, happy holidays to everyone, no matter what holiday it is that you happen to celebrate. Uh, full disclosure, the yes. stories that we're going to be talking about, well, the story that Russ is going to be reading and the songs I'm going to be singing, they're all the public domain songs and yeah. the public domain stories because we don't want to get copyright stricken. So if yes, you're wondering why we happen to be reading a random story or reading a ra- singing a random song that you don't hear very often or, you know, why aren't we singing other ones, there's a reason. It's because we don't want to get sued. Yeah, we can't afford to sing like Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> no, or like All I Want for Christmas. Because the thing is, yeah, if you like... if you do a cover of it, sometimes you can get away with it. But sometimes it'll get taken down, and I don't really want to deal with that. Yeah, no, and yeah, it's like copyright is just terrible. <laughs> like, the, the concept of copyright isn't terrible. Like, like with how strict they have to protect it is, which mm-hmm. I understand. It's just, you know, it just means we have to be a little bit more thing. Uh, you know, but there are definitely good stories we can find and good songs to be sung. Yes. Uh, 
this will basically be the last bit with us too. We'll do a little bit just before the wrap up. But yeah. Uh, right. So I'll get into my stories and then we'll do a mid roll. Hi guys, so yeah, this is my half of the festive stories and songs and short poems uh, episode thing. Okay, so uh, I'm going to be covering another one of the Brothers Grimm stories. We covered a couple back uh, in Halloween. Uh, this one is called The Elves and the Shoemaker. It was written in 1806 by the Brothers Grimm. And it was originally the first and longest story in a series of three fairy tales entitled The Elves. Uh, but this is the this one is very specifically set around Christmas, so it felt like a really good one to be doing for this uh, for this for this week. Okay, so uh, right, two, two, two. <clears throat> there once was a shoemaker who, for from no fault of his own, had become so poor that at last he had nothing left but just a succulent le uh, sufficient leather for one pair of shoes. In the evening, he cut out the leather, intending to make it up there in the morning, and, as he had a good conscience, he lay quietly down to sleep, first uh, commending himself to God. In the morning, he said his prayers, and went up uh, and went down to begin his usual work, but, behold, the shoes were already made, and stood upon his board. The poor man was amazed, and knew not what to think, but he took the shoes into his hand and looked at them more closely. And they were so neatly worked that not a stitch was wrong, as if they had been made for a prize. Surely, said he, in a tone of wonder, it must have been a master craftsman who made these. I do not know a shoemaker in the world who could have made them so beautifully. Presently a customer came in, and as the shoes pleased him very much, he paid down more than, usual, than was usual. And so much indeed that the shoemaker was able to buy with it uh, leather for two pairs. By the evening, <coughs> by the by the evening, he had got his leather shaped out, and when he arose next morning, he prepared to work with fresh spirit. But there was no need, for the shoes stood all perfect on his board. He did not want uh, either for customers. Uh, he did not wait. Uh, <coughs> he did not want either for customers, for two came who paid him so liberally for the shoes that he uh, that he bought with the money material for four for, for four pairs more. These also, which he cut out during the evening, he found already made when he awoke. And so it continued. What he uh, cut uh, out overnight was, in the morning, turned into the neatest shoes possible. This went on for months. More and more people came to the shop to buy the shoes which his unknown friends made so well. Uh, and, those who bought their, and those who bought were so pleased with their purchase that they told everyone, uh, everyone else. Never had the shoemaker and his wife been so busy. Not only did the lucky man regain his former position, but he became more and more prosperous. One evening, not long before Christmas, as he had cut, cut out uh, the usual quantity, he, he said uh, to his wife before going to bed, we, uh, What say you to stopping up this night to see who it is that is... Uh, <clears throat> what say you to stopping up this night to see who it is that helps us so kindly? His wife was satisfied to do as he wished, and fastened up with a light, and they hid themselves in the corner of the room, where hung some clothes which concealed them. As soon as it was midnight, in came two little uh, mannequins, who squatted down on the board, 
and taking up their prepared work, set uh, set to work with their little fingers, stitching and sewing and hammering so swiftly and lightly that the shoemaker could not take his eyes off of them for astonishment. He's, he had never seen work done so quickly before. Uh, they did not cease until all was brought to an end and the shoes stood ready on the table, and then they sprang quickly away. The following morning, the wife said to the shoemaker, uh, the kind little men have made us rich, and uh, we must show our gratitude, gratitude for them. Uh, for although they run about, they must be cold, since they have nothing to cover their bodies uh, in this winter weather. I will make a little shirt, coat, waistcoat, trousers, and stockings for each, and you make a pair of shoes of the very, uh, for the very rich, nicest of each. Uh, the husband very gladly agreed to this, and one evening, when they had got ready everything ready, he and his wife laid out their presents, the usual elves, uh, instead of uh, the usual work, and uh, on the board, and hid themselves to see the result. At midnight, uh, in came the elves, jumping about, and soon prepared to begin their work. But when they saw no leather, only the natty little clothes, and uh, they, <clears throat> they at first were astonished, but soon showed their pleasure and glee. They drew on their coats, and smoothed them down, and sang, Smart and natty boys we are, cobblers will no longer be. Uh, and so they went on hopping and jumping over the stools and chairs, and at last at the, the door, uh, after the evening, they did not come again. But the shoemaker proposed in all that he undertook, and lived happily until the end of his days. Alright, so yeah, um... Basically, it's just a lovely little story about people working hard and prospering with a little help, and then repaying that help in turn. Uh, yeah, and obviously Christmas comes into it by you know repaying and giving gifts because both the elves and the shoemakers and his wife gave gifts to each other. Yeah, it's just a nice little uh, nice little story from the Brothers Grimm, and it's a little bit different to maybe what they're normally sort of good at, which is. Cautionary tales with morals, although this one definitely still has a moral in that, you know, uh, you can, uh, to help people when you can and all that good stuff. Um, and now we're going to look at a couple of short poems uh, because I couldn't find uh, any more sort of Brothers Grimm stories that were specifically for Christmas and I didn't want to do just the whole Elves trilogy uh, because it, we can save those for later. So we're going to get a couple of poems up and then after that we'll go into our mid-roll. Alright, so the first of the little poems that we'll be reading is A Visit from St. Nicholas, and this is by Clement Clark Moore. It was the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas would, would soon be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama, in her kerchief, and I and my cap had settled our brains for a long winter's nap. Uh, <clears throat> when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, to open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on uh, the breast of a new fallen snow gave a lustre of midday objects below. Uh, when what... Oh, did... When what were one, when what to my wondering eyes did appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer, uh, with a little odd driver so lovely and quick, I knew in a moment he must be Saint Nick. 
uh, more rapid than eagles his choruses they came and he uh, whistled and shouted and called them by name now dasher now dancer now prancer now and vixen o comet o cupid uh, on comet on cupid on donna and blitzen at the top of the porch uh, to the top of the wall now dash away dash away dash away all as leaves that uh, before uh, the wild hurricane fly uh, when they meet with an obstacle uh, mount to the sky uh, so up to the house stuff and courses they flew with a sleigh full of toys and saint nicholas too and then in a twinkling i heard on the roof the prancing and pouring of each little hoof as i drew in my head and was turning around down the chimney uh, down the chimney saint nicholas came with a bound he was dressed all in fur from his head to, to his foot and his clothes uh, were all tarnished with ashes and soot a bundle of toys he had flung on his back and he looked like a peddler just opening uh, his pack his eyes how they twinkled his dimples how merry his cheeks were like roses his nose like a cherry uh, he uh, droll little um, his droll little mouth was drawn up in a bow and uh, the beard on his chin was as white as the snow the stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth uh, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath uh, he had a broad face and a little round belly uh, that shook when he laughed like a bowl, like a bowl full of jelly uh, he was chubbly and plump a right jolly old elf and i laughed when i saw him in spite of myself a wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave uh, me to know i had uh, nothing to dread he spoke not a word but went straight to his work he filled all the stockings and then turned with a jerk he laid his finger aside to his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. Uh, he, uh, he sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away uh, they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him explain ere he dove off the, off, out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Right. So yeah, that felt like a, a good one to do, because... You hear like the initial bits of that one probably a bit more often. Uh, maybe use more like the promotional stuff. But I thought it'd be fun to read the whole thing because you know it's not very often that you hear the the whole thing used in anything. So yeah, so that's the first one of uh, probably two. Yeah, uh, two. So we'll get one more and then yeah, uh, we'll hand it over to to Heather. Alright, so I think the last little one that we'll cover is um, called Little Tree by E. E. Cummings. Alright, so <clears throat> Little Tree, Little Silent Christmas Tree. You are so little, you are more like a flower. We found you in the green forest. And were you so very sorry to come away? See, I will comfort you because you smell so sweetly. I will kiss your cool bark and hug you safe and tight, just as your mother would. Only don't be afraid. Look at the spangles that sleep all uh, the year in a dark box, dreaming of being taken out and allowed to shine. The balls and uh, chains red and gold and flowing threads. Put up, uh, uh, put up your little arms, and I'll give them all to you to hold. Every finger shall have its ring, and there won't be a single place dark or unhappy. Uh, then, when you're quite dressed, you'll stand in the window for everyone to see, and held our stare. Oh, but you'll be so, but you'll be very proud, and my little sister will take hands and look up dancing to a beautiful tree, and we'll sing and dance, Noel, Noel. 
Right. Okay. So yeah, those are just some small little ones. Uh, other ones that I was considering maybe doing was the uh, the Twelve Days of Christmas, but that's more of a song than sort of a poem, uh, or at least it's done more like a song than a poem. So I thought I'd leave the actual singing bit to Heather because that's probably going to be better because I don't really have a good voice for singing. But Heather does, so it's all good. Uh, apart from that, we're going to jump into the mid-roll. Uh, and yeah, uh, that'll be it for me and uh, for this episode. I hope you all have a fantastic, wonderful festive season if you celebrate it. And either way, keep safe and yeah, just look after yourself and your loved ones and everyone around you and have a wonderful end of the year whatever you plan on doing and we'll see you all in the next bye alright now as you already know we're doing the mid-roll right after we did that bit because we're not going to be together for the episode <laughs> that's fine alright everyone well uh, welcome to the mid-roll uh, like always, we want to talk about our amazing sponsors. World Anvil is an absolutely amazing website and campaign management software that we definitely recommend you check out. It's worldanvil.com. They have amazing features like being able to link different characters in terms of how they relate to each other and sort of whether they like each other or not. There's all sorts of things you can do to basically create a wiki of the world you've created for your characters, and whether that's for an, a book like you're an author or whether you're a game master and you're creating this world for your players either way it's fantastic and amazing it's free to sign up and then once you've signed up and gotten to work with some of the features they have you can upgrade to get even more amazing features uh, definitely recommend checking it out it's worldanvil.com yeah, they're awesome also other, other awesome people are die hard dice uh, their sort of holiday sales are over now, but that doesn't mean you still can't check them out. They're amazing things that they've released during the holidays, uh, which are like their multi-class dice and uh, their new translucent polymer dice, which also look like the same mold as their metal ones. They're gorgeous. They have like a new metal style dice as well. They've got new metal meeples. Mm -hmm. And we still have a code, which will still work now, which is nerdsmith-dec for 10% off your order. So even though the festive sales are over, you can still use this code and, you know, get a little bit more festive if you like. But yeah, uh, they have great accessories like the Scroll of Rolling, which I haven't talked about in a few episodes, so I'm going to bring it back up. It's a wonderful thing for portable like, DMs for carrying dice and a dice mat all at once. Uh, although, don't really need it until COVID's not a thing. Either way, it's still good. I love it. Uh, yeah, they have just an amazing selection of colours, dice, uh, dice uh, materials. And sizes and all that good stuff and we recommend you give them a look at dieharddice.com and with all that we will get back into the next half of the episode which is going to be Heather's singing bits and talking about uh, her, her, her tracks which <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do I, a little bit of history my brain, about my brain there. it's fine I'm gonna do a little bit of history about some of the songs I'm singing also but a, a very, very condensed, tiny amount, not not the full thing. Yeah. 
uh, and I won't be there to to make all the tangents, so it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, we will see you. Well, you will hear Heather in just a moment, and, yep. then, yeah. and then we'll talk to you again next year. Fingers yeah. crossed that 2021 is a little better. <laughs> Hopefully, that'd be great. Okay, see you all next year, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to my portion of our special Christmas episode for this year. So as you know, Russ and I decided to split it up because the two things we wanted to do for you aren't super easy to do at the same time. He's reading you a story, which any of you who may have heard one of our Easter episodes where we went back and forth reading uh, the Beatrix Potter book, uh, Peter Cottontail, it's a little tricky going back and forth, back and forth, the two different voices, the two different accents, we decided it was a little too confusing. So ever since then, anytime we're reading any kind of a story, we've split up the episode to make it easier for everybody, including ourselves, because the editing is tricky. However, he's doing a story and I am going to be singing you some Christmas carols. Full disclosure, I am not a professional singer. I've never had professional singing lessons. I'm not trying to say I'm an amazing singer by singing these songs for you. However, I enjoy singing. And I also think that a lot of Christmas carols are really, really pretty. Now, because we don't want to get sued, <laughs> I'm going to be singing Christmas carols that are public domain, which means a lot of them are really, really, really old. So there's also probably a lot of Christmas carols that you may not even recognize that I'm going to sing today. I'm going to give you a little bit of history about the different Christmas carols I'm singing and then burst into song. I will say, I you know, I love modern Christmas carols and Christmas music as well. You know, who doesn't love Mariah Carey singing All I Want for Christmas or some of the even older classics such as Bing Crosby singing, you know, White Christmas and things like that. They're beautiful and I love those songs. However, they are copyrighted. So I can't sing them safely because there's a chance that if someone heard it and it got reported, we'd get in trouble. So instead, I'm going to be singing you some older, really, really classic Christmas carols that I've enjoyed, you know, growing up. Now, some of them, because my father is from, was born in England, specifically in Yorkshire, some of the Christmas carols that I grew up knowing are not the ones that everyone knows. For instance, one of the ones I'm going to sing today is called The Holly and the Ivy. It's actually a very traditional sort of British Christmas Carol and it I'll give you more history when I get to it but basically it's the kind of Christmas Carol where if you're in England you've probably heard it if you're here in America eh, maybe maybe you've heard it maybe you haven't who knows it's hard to say the history of Christmas Carols is a long one they've been around for generations and generations hundreds of years the exact origin of each Christmas Carol varies a lot of them started as folk songs or maybe the melody was a folk song and then it got adapted into a Christmas carol. Full disclosure also for anyone who is not religious, a lot of older Christmas carols because they were being sung at Christmas which is very you know in historical tradition a religious holiday there was a lot of religion brought into the songs. So a lot of the songs mention God or Mother Mary. I personally am not Christian so I am not singing these songs trying to promote any of that. However, I do think they're pretty. I think that the history behind them is interesting and so I want to share them. 
So for the holly and the ivy, Mowgli has decided to join me. I apologize if you hear him meowing in the background. For the holly and the ivy, it originates in England. It's a British folk Christmas carol. And it's hard to say exactly when it was first created. A lot of the lyrics and the melody varied a lot from community to community, especially back when it first was written because, you know, they didn't have television, they didn't have radio, they didn't have internet. So things weren't getting spread around real quickly. The first time that the version that's now popular was created and sort of collected into a version to be mass distributed was in 1909, which is old enough that it's not copyrighted. <laughs> and it was put together by folk song collector Cecil Sharp, who recorded a woman named Mary Clayton singing it in Gloucestershire, England at the Chipping, in the market town of Chipping Campton. Now, it's a very pretty song. It is very traditional, and it is a song that is often sung by a choir. I'm one person singing this, so please keep that in mind if any of it sounds kind of weird to you. But I hope you enjoy it, and without, you know, too much more of a wait, here is The Holly and the Ivy. And, you know, actually, I said that, but real quick before I start singing, just to let everyone know, there are a lot of verses to this song that exist out there, and there's a lot of variations. If the version I'm singing isn't quite the one you know, you know, that's totally fine, obviously. But just in case you're wondering if the words are different from what you're used to, that might be why. A lot of the recordings you can find online is also of a male choir, and they use younger men or men who are really good at falsetto to sing the higher notes. So also please keep that in mind when listening to this, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a man, so my voice doesn't hit the notes the same way. <clears throat> the holly and the ivy, when they are both full grown, of all the trees that are in the wood, the holly bears the crown. Oh, the rising of the sun, and the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. The holly bears a blossom as white as lily flower, and Mary bore sweet Jesus Christ to be our sweet Savior. Oh, the rising of the sun and the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. The holly bears a berry as red as any blood, and Mary bore sweet Jesus Christ to do poor sinners good. Oh, the rising of the sun and the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. The holly bears a prickle as sharp as any thorn, and Mary bore sweet Jesus Christ on Christmas Day in the morn. Oh, the rising of the sun and the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. The holly bears a bark as bitter as any gall, and Mary bore sweet Jesus Christ for to redeem us all. Oh, the rising of the sun and the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. 
the holly and the ivy when they are both full grown of all the trees that are in the wood the holly bears the crown oh the rising of the sun and the running of the deer the playing of the merry organ sweet singing in the choir okay so that was my rendition i guess you could call it of the holly and the ivy there's a lot of other very classic christmas carols which are public domain so i can sing them without getting in trouble and moving on to our next one all right so the next song i'm going to tell you about and then sing is called i saw three ships it's also sometimes referred to as come sailing in or I've also, uh, well, according to some of the history of it, it might have originally been called something more along the lines of, where'd it go? Of, as I sat on a sunny bank, if you go with the really like old traditional wording, I'm not going to sing the old traditional wording today. I'm going to sing the wording that I think is more commonly heard. However, this is another English Christmas carol, as most of the really old ones are. And it's a traditional Christmas carol and folk song from England. It was especially popular uh, around Cornwall. The earliest printed version of it, though, is I Saw Three Ships, and it's from the 17th century, somewhere in the Derbyshire area. And it was published by William Sandus in 1833 as well. Uh, the traditional lyrics suggest that you're sitting on a sunny bank and you see three ships coming in. There's a lot of debate over exactly what those three ships are supposed to be. Some people think that maybe it was the three camels that the, you know, the wise men rode on to get to Bethlehem. Others say there's a possible possibility that it had to refer to King Wenceslas, who had a coat of arms that had three ships on it. No one's 100% sure. The most common assumption is that it probably is supposed to be talking about the three wise men come sailing in. Basically, they're sailing across the desert on their camels. All right. And without, you know, too much more of a wait, here is I Saw Three Ships. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. Pray whither sailed those ships all three on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. Pray whither sailed those ships all three on Christmas Day in the morning. Well, they sailed into Bethlehem on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. Well, they sailed into Bethlehem on Christmas Day in the morning. And all the bells on earth shall ring on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. And all the bells on earth shall ring on Christmas Day in the morning. And all the souls on earth shall sing on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. And all the souls on earth shall sing on Christmas Day in the morning. Then let us all rejoice again on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. Then let us all rejoice again on Christmas Day in the morning. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. There are other versions of the song that sing about the Savior and prayer and Mother Mary and things like that. This is one of the more common 
versions of it that I've heard. The exact order of the lyric of the verses can vary. It's always starting with the very first one, which is the I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. And it's that same rhythm and that same melody for every single verse. But the exact order of the verses does switch up depending on whose version of the song you're listening to. Okay, moving on. So when I was talking about I Saw Three Ships, I mentioned Good, uh, Good King Wenceslas which is, again, not someone that I think most people have probably heard of. There is an old British, again, not surprising that it's British, uh, Christmas Carol that talks about good King Wenceslas. He was a Bohemian king, and he went on a journey in the weather, and he gave alms to the poor on the Feast of St. Stephen, which was uh, December 26th, the second day of Christmas, or the day after Christmas, depending on where you're at in history. And um, he notices that his page is having issues in the snow uh, and following behind him. And so he helps the boy, basically. It was, let's see, wrote, it was written, I can't speak today, in 1853 by English hymn writer John Mason Neal. It's a very short song compared to some of the other ones that I've already sung today. But it is a... a fun one, I think. It's one of those ones that um, I grew up hearing. And now I will say there's a lot of different versions and it's in a lot of different languages. And there are more verses than the first one. But usually when I hear it, have heard it sung or heard it brought up, it was just the first verse. So I'm going to start there. And, you know, if I, if I manage it, maybe I'll sing further. I'm not sure yet. My voice can only do so much. Okay, so, Good King Wenceslas. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen When the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel When a poor man came in sight, gathering winter fuel Hither, page, and stand by me, if thou know'st its telling. Yonder peasant, who is he? Where and what his dwelling? Sire, he lives a good league hence, underneath the mountain, right against the forest fence, by St. Agnes' fountain. Bring me flesh and bring me wine, bring me pine logs hither. Thou and I shall see him dine when we bear them thither. Page and monarch, forth they went, forth they went together. Through the rude wind's wild lament and the bitter weather. Sire, the night is darker now and the wind blows stronger. Fails my heart, I know not how, I can go no longer. Mark my footsteps, good my page, tread thou in them boldly. Thou shalt find the winter's rage, freeze thy blood less coldly. In his master's steps he trod, where the snow lay dinted. Heat was in the very sod, which the saint had printed. 
Therefore, Christian men, be sure, wealth or rank possessing, ye, ye who now will bless the poor, shall yourselves find blessing. So as you can see, it's a song about be a good person, do nice things for people, take care of the poor if you have enough to share. And in response, you'll get something good back. So this one I actually get behind a lot because it doesn't, first of all, it doesn't mention God till the very end, which as a non-Christian, I like. But also it talks more about being a good person and not just about honoring God. Although there's nothing wrong with that if that's your religion. It's just sometimes it's nice that some of the classic fair, uh, Christmas carols don't just revolve around religion. Oh, also, for anyone who's wondering, because it's not the easiest name to spell, Wenceslas, which I know is a mouthful, is spelled W-E-N-C-E-S-L-A-S, Wenceslas. And if you want to learn more about him, you can definitely look him up online. There's tons of information available. Okay, so continuing on. <laughs> The next traditional Christmas carol I want to sing for you is Here We Come a Wassailing. Again, this is an English Christmas carol. For anyone who's wondering why there are so many English ones, I mentioned it earlier, but for one thing, I grew up hearing them more often, honestly, than some of the American Christmas carols when I was little, except for TV. But also, there's the fact that a lot of them are old enough that I don't have to worry about copyright. So, Hopefully some of these are ones that you enjoy, or maybe even ones that you haven't heard before, which is always fun. Here We Come a Wassailing uh, is also sometimes called Here We Go a Caroling, or depending on who's singing, Here We Go a Christmasing. I've also heard it sung as Here We Come a Wassailing and Here We Come a Caroling. So a lot of it just depends on, you know, the exact lyrical variation that you happen to have. The song dates from back in the mid-19th century so the 1800s but it's probably older they just don't have documentation from that far further back than that to verify exactly when it was created and it is according to where to go there's a lot of different variations in 1949 uh, they found one by where to go phil tanner who's a welsh folk singer but basically the christmas the song is about the spirit of Christmas and beggars and orphans going door to door and dancing around and getting good cheer and maybe being given some treats, whether it's food or money and things like that. Basically, giving to the poor is a big theme on this one. And it's also just fun. It's supposed to be, you know, the kids running around singing and playing in the snow and asking for help or money, you know, however you want to phrase it. But here we go. It's a nice, easy one. And hopefully you enjoy. There's a lot of verses. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to sing all the verses because there's a lot of verses. But here we go. <clears throat> here we come a wassailing among the leaves so green. Here we come a wandering so fair to be seen. Love and joy come to you and to you your wassail too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new year. Our wassail cup is made of the rosemary tree. And so is your beer of the best barley. Love and joy come to you. And to you your wassail too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. 
and God sends you a happy new year. We are not daily beggars that beg from door to door, but we are neighbors' children whom you have seen before. Love and joy come to you, and to you your wassail too, and God bless you and send you a happy new year, and God bless send you a happy new year. Call up the butler of this house, put on the golden ring, let him bring us up let him bring us up a glass of beer, and better we shall sing. Love and joy come to you, and to you your wassail too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new year. We have got a little purse of stretching leather skin. We want a little of your money to line it well within. Love and joy come to you, and to you your wassail too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new year. Bring us out a table, bring us out a table and spread it with a cloth. Bring us out a moldy cheese and some of your Christmas loaf. Love and joy come to you, and to you your wassail too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new year. God bless the master of this house, likewise the mistress too. And all the little children that round the table go. Love and joy come to you, and to you your wassail too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new year. Good master and good mistress, while you're sitting by the fire, pray think of us poor children who are wandering in the mire. Love and joy come to you, and to you your wassail too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new year. So on that one, you could kind of tell which verses I was a little more familiar with. Um, <laughs> the versions of the song that I have heard, other than the one I just sang. Uh, you know, like I said, the verses vary from version to version. Some of them sing them all, some of them sing fewer. It, you know, it just depends on the one you like and the one you've heard. But that was Here We Come a Wassailing. Okay, now that I've sung a bunch of more traditional English Christmas carols, I'm going to sing a few that are American. Now, for anyone who's starting to get excited thinking I'm going to sing, you know, anything that they're super, super familiar with, like the Christmas song singing about chestnuts roasting on an open fire, things like that, I can't sing those ones. I can't sing Mariah Carey. I can't sing White Christmas. Those are ones that are definitely copyrighted. However, there are some that are older than that, that originated here in America, that I can sing. <laughs> and some of them I think you'll know. I'm going to start it off with honestly probably the most commonly known Christmas carol that's here in America, which is Jingle Bells. So Jingle Bells is a song that was written in, let's see, in 1857 is when it was first published, I should say. We don't know that it was written all of 1857, but it was written by James Lord Pierpont. And originally it was published under the title One Horse Open Sleigh. It was published in fall and originally was sung by a Sunday school choir 
or it has been claimed, I should say, that it might have originally been sung by a Sunday school choir or possibly as a type of drinking song for the holidays. But I feel like it's one that most kids have sung at least once, at least here in America. And there's a lot of different verses, some of which I don't think people are as familiar with. So I am going to be singing more than just the original couple of verses that most people know. My cat hopefully will stop meowing. If not, you'll just have to listen to me sing over him because I can't make him stop. He's a cat. Yeah. All right. So here we go with Jingle Bells. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. A day or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lank, misfortune seemed his lot. He got into a drifted bank, and then we got upset. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. A day or two ago, the story I must tell. I went out on the snow, and on my back I fell. A gent was riding by in a one-horse open sleigh. He laughed as there I sprawling lie, but quickly drove away. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Now the ground is white, go it while you're young. Take the girls tonight and sing Miss Lane's song and get a bobtailed bay to forty as his speed. Hitch him to an open sleigh and crack you'll take the lead. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. So that was Jingle Bells. Probably not quite the same Jingle Bells you're used to because I sang a bunch of the other verses that don't usually get sung, but it is definitely a fun song. Now, um, for anyone who's wondering, <laughs> as you're listening to this, there are some traditional Christmas carols, both British and American, that I just don't sing very well, either because they're incredibly fast, like Carol of the Bells, for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about when I say Carol of the Bells, that's the song that's like, um, let's see if I can even fake it. That's the song that's really, really fast. And it's like, it's that one that's like, incredibly high-pitched and incredibly fast and I'm just not gonna put myself or you guys through that one all right let us see I'm looking at my list for anyone who's wondering why I keep mumbling to myself because I'm trying to remember 
what the other songs are that I was looking at singing. Okay, it's not on that list, so let me look at my other list. Okay, here we go. I found, <laughs> found the link I was looking for that has the words because I need those. So the next song I'm going to sing is called Jolly Old St. Nicholas. It is a Christmas song that was originally a poem written by a woman named Emily Huntington Miller. And it was published in 1865 in a magazine called The Little Corporal Magazine in December of 1865 specifically. And it was originally published as a poem called Lily's Secret. A lot of the song lyrics have been attributed to a man named Benjamin Hanby, who wrote a similar song in 18, in the 1860s called Up on the Housetop. However, um, people have done more research and discovered that the lyrics really match up with Miller's poem that she wrote. And uh, let's see, there have been a couple of other possible attributions, but it's a cute song. Basically, it's a little girl or boy singing to Santa. Um, I, I don't remember if it's a girl or boy who's supposed to be the one singing, but either way, they're singing to Santa and they're telling him what they want and they ask him to lean over so he can whisper to them. And here is Jolly Old St. Nicholas. And this version that I'm about to sing, it's the original published song from 1881. There's also a chipmunks version that talks about Alvin wanting skates and uh, someone wanting a hula hoop and things like that that you might be more familiar with. Jolly old St. Nicholas, lean your ear this way. Don't you tell a single soul what I'm going to say. Christmas Eve is coming soon. Now you dear old man, whisper what you'll bring to me. Tell me if you can. When the clock is striking 12, when I'm fast asleep, down the chimney broad and black with your pack you'll creep all the stockings you will find hanging in a row mine will be the shortest one you'll be sure to know johnny wants a pair of skates susie wants a doll nelly wants a storybook she thinks dolls are folly as for me my little brain isn't very bright Choose for me, dear Santa Claus, what you think is right. So you can see it's a cute little story and she's telling them like him, oh, you know, my brother wants this, my sister wants this, my other sister wants this. It's cute. It's nice and short and it's fun. And I don't know about anyone else, but it's one that I sang when I was in like elementary school. I had to sing it for a Christmas pageant at some point. Another one that I think a lot of people have heard of or, you know, people of my generation may have sung at one point in time as a child going to school in America <laughs> at our wonderful Christmas pageants that are embarrassing when you're little. But the other song I want to sing, it's called Up on the Housetop. Now, this one is definitely written by Benjamin Hamby, and because it's got some of what some similarities to Jolly Old St. Nicholas. That's one of the reasons why some people thought that maybe he's the one who wrote Jolly Old St. Nicholas. But let's see, he wrote it in 1864. It's been recorded a ton of times. One of the more well-known ones uh, is actually from 1953 and it was recorded by Gene Autry. Um, there's modern lyrics and there's the original lyrics. 
I'm going to go with the modern ones because those are the words I know. And here we go. Up on the housetop, reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. Down through the chimney with lots of toys. All for the little one's Christmas joys. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, click, click. Down through the chimney with good Saint Nick. First comes the stocking of little Nell. Oh, dear Santa, fill it well. Give her a dolly that laughs and cries. One that will open and shut her eyes. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, click, click. Down through the chimney with good Saint Nick. Next comes the stocking of little Bill. Oh, just see what a glorious fill. Here is a hammer and lots of tacks, a whistle and a ball and a whip that cracks. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the rooftop, click, 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 down through the chimney with good Saint Nick. Now, I will say also, actually, now that I've finished singing that one, there are a couple of word variations and it's just going to depend you know, which version you learned growing up. You can either say housetop or rooftop. And the last line of the chorus, down through the chimney with good Saint Nick. Uh, depending on the version you grew up knowing, it's either good Saint Nick, nice Saint Nick, or old Saint Nick. There's a couple of other verse variations here and there. And again, it's just going to depend on when you learned it, who you learned it from, what region you live in, possibly. Just There's a lot of variations. Okay, so the last song I'm going to sing, it's a little bit less of a traditional Christmas carol, but it is something that gets sung, you know, a lot at Christmas, and it is something that I think a lot of people have heard, and that's the song Toyland. Now, Toyland was actually originally part of an operetta composed by Victor Herbert, and the operetta was called Babes in Toyland. Now, since then, when it was first written back in was first produced and sort of showing back in 1903. However, those productions, which were, you know, put on Broadway and in musical theaters, they um, led eventually down the line to the, some of the movies and things being made that we know now. You know, there's a movie, uh, I'd have to look up the exact years. I think it's from the 80s, maybe, if I'm remembering correctly. But it has Drew Barrymore as one of the characters and it's an adaptation of Babes in Toyland. There's also the old Annette Funicello version from, I think it's back in like the sixties. That's a very famous Babes in Toyland one that get you know, gets put on the TV every year in the holidays. And the title song, the theme song of the operetta is called Toyland. And it's a very pretty song. And I'm gonna do my best to sing it and do it justice. <laughs> please be nice and uh you know i i hope you enjoy that enjoy it it's it's very sing-songy and sweet and uh so the lyrics i could find for it that were easiest to find i should say um well actually hold on i just saw a different link uh okay so i'm gonna do something different here and try to go with the original version which was the original version written by Victor Herbert rather than some of the variations that have been made since then 
please bear with me. It is not the version I am as familiar with. However, I do think it's a more complete version, the way he intended it to be taken. Most people just know the chorus, or at least what he wrote to be the chorus, and sometimes just repeat it over and over again and use it as the song. So here goes. I'm going to do my best. Please be nice if you do have any comments. Also, I was just reading my notes more, and one thing that I think is kind of cool is that in the original version of Toyland, the Toymaker, uh, the original version of the song that was first recorded, was sung by a female voice, a female vocalist, but then was changed to a, a male role when they actually started putting it on Broadway, probably partly because of the times. But here we go. And I will do my best. Like I said, please be nice. <clears throat> and also keep in mind, this is supposed to be an operatic song. I mean, it's called an operetta because it's like a mini opera. Uh, and opera is not something I was trained to sing at all. As I mentioned earlier, I have no formal training. So this is just me winging it. <clears throat> when you've grown up, my dears, and are as old as I, you'll often ponder on the years that roll so swiftly by, my dears, that roll so swiftly by, and of the many lands you will have journeyed through, you'll often recall the best of all, the land your childhood knew, your childhood knew.
possess its borders, you can never return again. rendition of Toyland I've ever heard. Doris Day has a really pretty one that I recommend you check out. There's a lot of really pretty ones that I recommend you check out. You can find them on YouTube. Um, please bear in mind that that was probably one of the hardest songs I sang in this recording. And I also sang it last, which honestly was probably not my brightest move, but you know, I did it. So there you go. And with that, I'm going to call my portion of our holiday special done. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope none of my renditions of the song were too painful to listen to for any of them. I hope you got to learn a little bit of history about maybe a Christmas carol that you really enjoy but didn't know a lot about. And with that, I'm going to call it good. And Russ and I will talk to you guys soon. And we hope you have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever religion you ascribe to, whatever holiday you celebrate around the Yuletide time of the year and in December and New Year's and everything. Just please have a wonderful holiday season. We hope you all stay healthy and safe and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Mm-hmm.